7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 3 p.m. in London, midnight in New South Wales, and in Malaysia, it's somewhere in the middle of the 19th century. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Oh my, I have no headphones tonight. I have absolutely no idea if I have sound. I'm guessing that I do. Locus pocus, hello there. Good to have you along for the ride. Nice to, what is that? What is that emoji? I can't, it's too tiny. I can't see, I'm old. <laughs> mm, I don't know. But I've got everything running, everything open. And for some reason, I have absolutely no sound. Oh, now I can hear myself. Oh, sound is great. Okay, cool. But when I plug this in, that doesn't work. And I don't know why. I'm going to try one quick little fix here. And if it doesn't work, I am not going to obsess about it. If it does, fine. Okay. I guess we're just going to go on a wing and a prayer and hope that the sound stays running because I have no monitor. <laughs> <coughs> oh, goodness. Hi, everybody. Um, happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday already. Not only is it Tuesday, but do you know there are one, two, three more days left in this month? And then April is done, over, gone, kaput. The end? Wow. Unbelievable. That didn't take long at all. Three days left. Incredible. Uh, before we get into, um, let's see. Uh, we had an old man. Oh, what a wild weekend with Miko. Um, we went to... Uh, a dog park. It's not a new dog park, but it's new to us. We hadn't been before. And it's near to the Wanutama uh, Shopping Center, which if you're from Malaysia, you'll know where that is. If you're not, it doesn't matter. But anyway, it's it's a kind of a mini version. Toonie Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of a mini version of the Odessa Park City dog park. Um, it's actually not a dog park. It's a park that welcomes dogs. But this one at Wanutama is so cool. They actually have this huge fenced-in area where you can let your dog off-leash and it can't escape. Um, it was a blast. It's a nice little park. It's not small, but it's not big. And it's it's fairly well-maintained. There's a lot of turtles and fish in the, in the ponds there. Uh, the ponds are not the cleanest ponds on the planet, but um, it's nice. It, it really is. We enjoyed it a lot. And uh, Miko's so adorable and happy looking. I hope she's happy. Uh, I, I, I just said today to my significant other, I said, you know, there's a part of me that wishes dogs could talk. There's another part of me that are glad they don't. But um, seriously, because, you know, you want to know that the dog is happy. It expresses itself. It appears to be happy. It's happy to see us when we're gone and we come home. Um, but um, 
you never really know. And when something's bugging them, you kind of get the feeling, but you don't know exactly what it is. So there's a part of me that wishes dogs could talk. Anyway, uh, after that, on the same day, in fact, on Sunday, uh, we went up to Dessa Park City. This was in the morning. We went to the Wanotama Dog Park. And in the evening, we went to Dessa Park City for another run around. And uh, so she had a very, very busy day, but it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it really was. Enjoyed ourselves very much. Miko had uh, had a, a fantastic time. At least that's what she tells me. <laughs> All right. Um, first off, do I look more white tonight? Do I look do I look more more white? <laughs> there's a no. There's a reason I'm asking. Um, we use shakabutsu shower gel, and I love shakabutsu shower gel. It's creamy and it's slippery and it smells good. They used to have one that was actually called green tea, and it smelled like green tea you know the the really nice matcha green tea the powdered green tea and apparently they stopped making it we can't find it's now they have something called green tea harmony because i guess green tea wasn't flowery enough or something i don't know whatever it's nice but it's not as nice as the original so we go shopping we're out of shower gel and i see that they have this sakura smelling one now as far as I know, Sakura doesn't actually have a smell. They're cherry blossoms. They probably smell like something, but it's probably not really pleasant. So I thought, okay, you know me, I'm a sucker for anything Japanese. So I buy the Sakura Shakubutsu shower gel. I get it home. I'm filling the container because we have a, a pump thing. And I look at it and I realize it's sakura whitening formula yes <laughs> first of all i don't think i i don't think any of my u.s visitor uh viewers are, are watching at the moment but you'll watch this later on in the rebroadcast uh can you imagine can you <laughs> yeah so anyway the first time i used it tonight so that's why i said do i look more white Actually, I'm a little washed out with this light tonight, but when I, when I bump it down a bit, then suddenly everything, whoa, whoa, that's really washed out. <laughs> All right, well, that's a little bit better. A lot of contrast. Okay, so I used it for the first time tonight. No, I'm not more white, I'm kidding, it's a joke. But yes, I live in a country that actually has an enormous market, a huge market, and it's not just this country. Anywhere in Asia, I was going to say Southeast Asia, but likely all of Asia, whitening products are all the rage. People make billions of dollars selling products to make you more white. So as I started to say to my American friends, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that would go over like a fart in church. Um, now some somebody says, "Oh, come on now, it's not that bad." You you know, you you don't live in a place that that's teeming with racism. As long as it doesn't have any toxic ingredients. Well, it's not that yeah, I'm sure whatever it is that it's used to make your skin more more light or white it can't be good for you. I'm I'm quite sure some bleach or something. 
Um, but the idea in Asian countries, if you don't know, is that if you have fair skin, and believe me, I've seen some people that look like they've been dead for 10 years. They're so pale, it's disgusting. Being American, uh, we, you know, we have the mindset of a healthy tan. You know, you have a nice glow, you have a tan, people go out and lay in the sun. Here, people will cover themselves and their arms and their face and wear a big hat and put an umbrella up to keep the sun off of them. And the thinking, well, the theory is it's ridiculously stupid. But in, and not just here in Malaysia, in Asia in general, the thinking is, if you have fair skin, then you work in an office, so you have a proper job that's respectful. And if you have dark skin, you must work out in the fields and you're some sort of laborer or construction worker. So, you know, you're a nobody. Well, bullshit to that, but that's the where the theory comes from. And that's why people want to be white. It's disgusting, frankly, sorry, but it is. And just so that you are aware of the kind of it's not just, yeah, it's Victorian thinking in Viz, Toby. You're exactly right. Um, so you are aware. This is not This is not a Malaysian exclusive. So I'm not just picking on Malaysia. It exists here. I'm going to show you in a second. But throughout Asia, Southeast Asia in particular, I am familiar with, but I have seen in a lot of parts of Asia, let me show you what I'm talking about. For example, this is an ad for a rental property. You see the part that's circled there? It says Malay only. This is a mosque. We are not welcoming Rohingyas. I'm not going to get into that, but there you go. Zero percent African Negro tenant. Mm. This is some sort of protest, and you'll see there on the bottom of the sign, it's talking about no Africans. Any employment ad, rental property, and the like. are all the same. Chinese female, preferred, Malay only, uh, you name it. It's the sort of thing that there's actually laws against in the US. Here, it's a way of life. And it's a shame. But there you go. And like I said, I am not just picking on Malaysia. It happens in Thailand, in Singapore, in Vietnam, in Cambodia, in China, in Japan, uh, in Korea. The list goes on everywhere. When will they ever learn? Oh, when will they ever learn? All right. Facebook review time. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Invis Toby, good to see you. Um, <laughs> I love this. 
No, I did not watch the Oscars. No, I will not be watching the Oscars. I don't give a fat rat's ass about the Oscars. And I will likely never watch the Oscars again. Why? Because it used to be an awards ceremony. Now it is a ridiculous and often incorrect political forum. And that's just about all it is. And the Oscars and their sponsors that pay a pretty penny to put their ads in the Oscar broadcast will be very happy to know that thanks to your ridiculous political grandstanding bullcrap, Oscar viewership has officially collapsed. Hey, Ajikla! <laughs> Congratulations, man, for not wearing pants. Yes! I am not wearing pants. I do this every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. We do a live stream for about an hour, and we talk about crap I find that pisses me off or stuff that makes me laugh or makes me feel, gives me the feels. And uh, I'm glad you found us. Thank you. Be sure you give us a like and a follow and a share if you can, too. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, and thanks for popping in here. Um, all right, so anyway, back to this crap. Oscar viewership has officially totally collapsed. The broadcast, an all-time low, 9.85 uh, 9 million viewers, according to preliminary overnight ratings. That is nearly 60% less than last year's 23.6 million viewers, which last year was a previous all-time low. And now, all-time low. <laughs> That's what you get for stopping not being an award show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the like. Not being an award show and turning into a political forum. And like I said, most of the time, the crap that you espouse on your ridiculous rants and, and things are either inaccurate or completely wrong. So good luck to you on that one. However, I can't, I can never just blast somebody and not usually have another side to the story. Gotta go way back for it. But uh, my dear second cousin Charlie openly I found this today and how appropriate uh, seriously this is, this is great Charlie Chaplin openly pleaded against fascism war, capitalism and mass destruction weapons in his movies. We all know that. He was slandered by the FBI. He was banned from the United States back in 1952. However, in 1972, Charlie was offered an honorary Academy Award. He hesitantly returned to the U.S. for the first time in 20 years. And at the Academy Awards Gala, he received a 12-minute standing ovation. That is the longest standing ovation in the Academy's history. How about that? Yeah. That's how you get a crowd. All right, what else have we got? Oh, man. Okay, I, I've got to jump back into the bad news again. I'm sorry, but I've got to cover this. I have to cover this. This amazing little woman, and this is all public, she is not afraid, and thank God for that. Thank God for her. Um, the headline here from Malaysia, Malaysia Kinney, uh, teen who exposed teachers' rape jokes 
I'm doing this for every student, not just me. Now, a lot of people have written a lot of opinions and things about this. And uh, one of the people that posted this and wrote about it publicly, it's a public comment, so I'm not telling anything out of school here, is a fellow that I don't agree with all the time. We have our differences. I have worked with this gentleman before. He is a fantastic comedian, Haritha Skandar, um, who also on occasion will come out and uh, and make statements that have nothing to do with his uh, career in comedy. And this is one of them. And I think this sums up exactly how I also feel. I wanted to share this. As you can see here, Harith also, um, this is a public post. I can't praise enough this young woman, Ayn Husniza, and I hope I'm saying the name right. After exposing a male teacher for allegedly making lewd jokes in class, uh, she had to endure all kinds of backlash, including rape threats from a schoolmate. The stand she's taking is brave, with filled with obstacles, but uh, at Ant 33 Ader, you are not alone. There is a majority that stands with you. Harith says here, and I echo his comments, I stand with you. They're using the hashtag make schools a safer place. Please do check out the story. You can uh, read the, the uh, story itself on uh, Malaysia, Kin uh, Malaysia's, Malaysia Kidney, sorry. And uh, find out more about this um, horrifically sad story. All right. <clears throat> um, oh, this is cool. We we talked about uh, Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> and I found a great uh, a great post from his son, who is a, a friend of mine on Facebook. Um, you've probably heard this before, but I thought with all that's going on, particularly in the U.S., um, this was rather appropriate. Every record. Has, see if this sounds familiar and remember when it was actually written and where it was written. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered and the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. George Orwell, 1984. If George only knew where we are today. Frightening. Okay, lighten the mood, Jay. Enough heavy stuff. We can't deal with this. Get out of the, get out of the heavy things. Lighten it up. Okay, here's one. Love this. Love this. Thank you, Judy. Did you ever feel like your body's check engine light's been on and you're still driving like, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. When you get to my age, that is exactly, exactly what it's like. It's like, 
your body's check engine light is on and you're like, yeah, it'll be all right. I can keep going. I can keep going. <laughs> That's a classic. I, you know, maybe you've heard it before. I had not seen that one before. <laughs> um, got another great one. This one's from Mahatma Gandhi. I love this. Dennis posted it. Uh, or Dennis always has the, Dennis Andrews has the best posts, I'm telling you. If, if you're not a friend of his, at least follow him. If you, I don't know. Can you follow people that aren't like celebrities or something? I don't know. Mahatma Gandhi said, if there is an idiot in power, it means those who elected him are well represented. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. More good news. You see the celebration here? You know, I am such a fanboy for this Mars rover, the Mars expedition, and the little helicopter that could. Um, And this story popped up. It's third attempt at leaving the surface of Mars. NASA's tiniest test helicopter traveled farther and faster than it ever has before, even when they tested it here on Earth. Uh, Just days after its second journey, the Ingenuity helicopter broke several records on Sunday morning, just two days ago, rose 16 feet in the air, flew about 164 feet, just over half the length of a a football field, the American football, uh, at the top speed of about four and a half miles an hour, which is up. The original flight was 1.1 miles per hour uh, in their previous test flights. So, uh, man, I'm telling you. This is just getting better and better and better. I don't know what's next. Um, The helicopter is finally, according to the spokesman at the uh, Jet Propulsion Lab, uh, finally able to experience freedom in the sky. Look at that. Check that out. Ingenuity team at the Jet Propulsion Lab was ecstatic to see the helicopter. Oh, there it is right there. Let me see if I can get my mouse on the screen. There you go. Right there. See it? That's the chopper flying away. Man, that is so cool. So cool. I'm telling you, this thing, ah, it's happening on another planet, folks. Another planet. Wow. All right, I got got one more. I got one more to share with you. I got to do this because I saw this and it just, it melted me. It's so great. As you know, right now in the U.S., uh, the cops, the police, law enforcement is under attack. Um, Look, I'm not saying there aren't any bad cops. There are bad cops, but there is a whole boatload of good cops. And this story, I wish I just could put the picture up there. Anyway. We'll we'll do this anyway. Um, this story appeared uh, from uh, Garrett Cotton. Again, it's a public post. Uh, eating at Cracker Barrel this morning, there's four officers, police officers, behind us eating. And this middle-aged black man came over and asked for their tickets, their bills. He said he was paying for their meals, and he wouldn't take no for an answer from them. 
He then thanked them for their public service, wished them a safe day on the job, and every single officer stood up and thanked the man shaking his hand. With all the craziness in the world right now, all the hatred and people being divisive, a good thing to see stuff like this. It is also a good reminder that we are all human and we should not ever judge anyone by the color of their skin, skin or their uniform. And that's an actual picture of the fellow who is uh, uh, paying for the cop's meal. Nice one. Nice one. Some good news for a change. Warms my heart. Thanks for posting that. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's see. We can dump the Academy Awards because we dumped them a long time ago. Cool. Got that. Got that. Good over there. Good over there. All right. Uh, yeah. There you go. Hey, we forgot to give credit to our folks at Streambeats, by the way. Thank you. Streambeats.com is where you'll find all kinds of cool music. It's the music we use on our show here. And uh, it's not just the rock that you hear. That's what I happen to pick for the show. But they've got all kinds of genres of music. They are copyright free. They are totally free to download and use. Uh, you won't, well, <laughs> you won't get hits. Um, I got a hit, but it's incorrect. And I have no way of arguing with Facebook because Facebook are idiots. But you already knew that, didn't you? Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, streambeats.com uh, Harris Heller, the gang at uh, Alpha Gaming thank you so much for that uh, please like, subscribe, share there is also a link in the description and on our twitch.tv page where you can make a donation somebody told me that this which is supposed to be a clickable link doesn't work I don't know, this on twitch.tv not on Facebook not on YouTube for sure but on twitch.tv that should be a clickable link if it's not, check the description somewhere up there, down there. You can click on that, make a simple, small donation. Any amount helps, and it helps to defray the cost. Hey, this thing ain't cheap to put together, all right? I got to pay for this software. I got to pay for this internet connection, which is screaming, by the way. I'm so happy with Maxis. People complain. Here in Malaysia, we have several internet phone services among them being Maxis. I've been with Maxis since I moved here almost 20 years ago. Got the same number I had back then for almost 20 years. Have really had little issues, if any, with my cell phone, my handphone, uh, my internet service. It's always been with Maxis. And, um, you know, if it, if it sucked, I'd tell you it sucked. For me, and I know for some people that's not the same. For me, I've never had a problem. Kudos to Maxis for uh, for providing some really cool service. But anyway, it ain't cheap, so donate if you can. <laughs> all right, that's all the begging I'm going to do tonight. I promise. <clears throat> all right, uh, one more that we're going to... How are we going to... Wait, uh, wait, give, give me a second, okay? Give me, give me, give, see, you guys get to see the behind the scenes here. You get to actually experience the behind the scenes of what happens when we put this... <clears throat> show together so uh bear with me uh let's see shift boom delete that dump that figure that one out okay cool oh my god what happened to my light <laughs> there that's better okay uh facebook live 
I'm not wearing pants. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, YouTube, you can subscribe over there. Plus, click that like button. It should be down there somewhere or over there. And subscribe on YouTube also. Uh, look for Jay Sheldon or the No Pants logo. And uh, also on Twitch.tv. We're up to like 107 subscribers. That's phenomenal. Thank you, uh, Twitch.tv people. Appreciate that. Um, and we just got uh, Ajikla, uh, who uh, who joined the gang. Thank you. Again, reminder that we're here every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Malaysia time. And one of the other things we do, if you've just discovered us, that you may not know, is we read books. Yeah, I know. Boring, huh? Well, being a voiceover talent uh, artist, I, I, don't, I hesitate to say talent, okay? I don't know if it's talent or not. But uh, I, I love reading. I love reading out loud. I love doing voice work. Um, in fact, a great deal of what we, what we started here uh, started over with uh, No Straight Roads. I, I mean, I've done tons of games and films, movies, uh, TV series, a billion TV and radio commercial voices. But um, in fact, I did some, uh, some children's book reading um, for audiobooks which was a, that was a blast. It was a lot of fun doing that. Um, but <laughs> one of the things we decided to do to make this stream a bit different from everyone else's stream is, first of all, we would share stuff that we find amusing or funny or that pisses us off. And also, we would close the show every uh, week by reading a chapter in a book until we got all the way through the book to the end. We started off with The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and uh, read through that, the original Wizard of Oz. Uh, then we moved on to the Velveteen Rabbit. This is like our 54th episode, I think. We've been doing a ton of these things. Um, and now we moved into Peter Pan. It's weird on one hand. It's very different from probably the movie. Uh, I mean, from probably the version you know, which would likely be some Walt Disney version of a film or uh, one of the other ones. Robin Williams, in fact, did uh, did uh, a version of Peter Pan. Um, but anyway, the, this is the original book. It's in the public domain. It comes to us from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org. You'll find all kinds of books. They are free. They are in the public domain. Uh, you can download them in different formats, either just a plain, simple old text file or a uh, ebook or a Word doc. Uh, you can read them online or you can download them and uh, read them offline at your leisure. So we're into uh, we're into Peter Pan, and the gang has just made it uh, flying through the night to Never Neverland, to the island. And so we start tonight, chapter five, which is called "The Island Come True." Feeling that Peter was on his way back, the Neverland had again woke into life. We ought to use the pluperfect and say wakened, but woke is better, and it was always used by Peter. In his absence, things were usually quiet on the island. The fairies take an hour longer in the morning. The beasts tend to their young. The redskins feed heavily for six days and nights, and when pirates and lost boys meet, they merely bite their thumbs at each other. Mm. But with the coming of Peter who hates lethargy. They are underway again.
If you put your ear to the ground now, you would hear the whole island is seething with life. On this evening, the chief forces of the island were disposed as follows. The lost boys were out looking for Peter. The pirates were out looking for the lost boys. The redskins were out looking for the pirates. And the beasts were out looking for the redskins. They were going round and round the island, but they didn't meet because all of them were going at the same rate. All wanted blood, except the boys, who liked it as a rule, but tonight they were out to greet their captain. The boys on the island vary, of course, in numbers, according as they get killed and so on, and when they seem to be growing up, which is against the rules, Peter thins them out. But at this time, there were six of them, counting the twins as two. Let us pretend to lie here among the sugar cane and watch them as they steal by in single file, each with his hand on his dagger. They are forbidden by Peter to look in the least like him, and they wear the skins of the bears slain by themselves, in which they are so round and furry that when they fall, they roll. They have therefore become very sure-footed. The first to pass is Tootles, not the least brave, but the most unfortunate of all that gallant band. He had been in fewer adventures than any of them, because the big things constantly happened just when he had stepped around the corner. All would be quiet. He would take the opportunity of going off to gather a few sticks for firewood, and then when he returned, the others would be sweeping up the blood. This ill luck had given a gentle melancholy to his countenance, but instead of souring his nature, it had sweetened it, so that he was quite the humblest of boys. Poor kind Tootles, there is danger in the air for you tonight. Take care lest an adventure is now offered you which, if accepted, will plunge you in deepest woe. Toodles, the fairy tink, who is bent on mischief this night, is looking for a tool, and she thinks you are the most easily tricked of the boys. Where, Tinkerbell? Would that he could hear us, but we are not really on the island, and he passes by biting his knuckles. Next comes Nibs, the gay and debonair, followed by Slightly, who cuts whistles out of trees and dances ecstatically to his own tunes. Slightly is the most conceited of all the boys. He thinks he remembers the days before he was lost, with their manners and customs, and this has given his nose an offensive tilt. Curly is fourth. He's a pickle, and so often has he had to deliver up his person, when Peter said sternly, Stand forth the one who did this thing, that now at the command he stands forth automatically, whether he's done it or not. Last come the twins, who cannot be described, because we should be sure to be describing the wrong one. Peter never quite knew what twins were, and his band were not allowed to know anything, 
He didn't know, so these two were always vague about themselves and did their best to give satisfaction by keeping close together in an apologetic sort of way. Well, the boys vanish in the gloom, and after a pause, but not a long pause, for things go briskly on this island, come the pirates on their track. We hear them before they're seen, and it is always the same dreadful song. Avast belay, yo-ho, heave-ho, a-pirating we go, and if we're parted by a shot, we're sure to meet below. A more villainous-looking lot never hung in a row on execution dock. Hence, a little in advance, ever and again, with his head to the ground listening, his great arms bare, pieces of eight in his ears as ornaments, is the handsome Italian Cecco, who cut his name in letters of blood on the back of the governor of the prisoner at Gao. That gigantic black behind him has had many names since he dropped the one with which dusky mothers still terrify their children on the banks of the Guadio Mo. Here is Bill Jukes. Every inch of him is tattooed. The same Bill Jukes who got six dozen on the walrus from Flint before he would drop the bag of Wadors. And Cookson, said to be Black Murphy's brother, but this was never proved. And Gentleman Starkey, once an usher in a public school and still dainty in his ways of killing. And Skylights, Morgan's Skylights, and the Irish boatswain Smee, an oddly genial man who stabbed, so to speak, without offense, and there was the only nonconformist in Hook's crew, and Noodler, whose hands were fixed on backwards, and Robert Mullins, and Alf Mason, and many another ruffian long known and feared on the Spanish main. In the midst of them, the blackest and largest in that dark setting, reclined James Hook, or, as he wrote himself, Jazz Hook, of whom it is said he was the only man that the sea cook feared. He lay at his ease in a rough chariot drawn and propelled by his men, and instead of a right hand, he had the iron hook, with which ever and anon he encouraged them to increase their pace. As dogs, this terrible man treated and addressed them, and as dogs, they obeyed him. In person, he was cadaverous and blackavised, and his hair was dressed in long curls, which, at a distance, looked like black candles, and gave a singularly threatening expression to his handsome countenance. His eyes were of the blue of the forget-me-not, 
and of a profoundly melancholy, save when he was plunging his hook into you, at which time two red spots appeared then, and lit them up horribly. In manner, something of the grand signor still clung to him, so that he even ripped you up with an air, and I've been told that he was a raconteur of repute. He was never more sinister than when he was most polite, which is probably the truest test of breeding. And the elegance of his diction, even when he was swearing, no less than the distinction of his demeanor, shown him one of a different cast from his crew, a man of indomitable courage. It was said that the only thing he shied at was the sight of his own blood, which was thick and of an unusual color. In dress, he somewhat aped the attire associated with the name of Charles II, having heard it said in some earlier period of his career that he bore a strange resemblance to the ill-fated Stuarts, and in his mouth he had a holder of his own contrivance, which enabled him to smoke two cigars at once. But undoubtedly, the grimmest part of him was his iron claw. Now, let us now kill a pirate to show Hook's method. Skylights will do. As they pass, Skylight lurches clumsily against him, ruffling his lace collar. The hook shoots forth. Then there's a tearing sound and one screech. And the body is kicked aside. And the pirates pass on. He's not even taken the cigars from his mouth. Such a terrible man against whom Peter Pan is pitted. Which will win? On the trail of the pirates, stealing noisily down the warpath, which is not visible to inexperienced eyes, come the redskins, every one of them with his eyes peeled. They carry tomahawks and knives. Their naked bodies gleam with paint and oil. Strung around them are scalps of boys as well as pirates, for these are the Pickaninny tribe not to be confused with the softer-hearted Delawares or the Hurons. In the van on all fours, the great big little panther, a brave of so many scalps that in his present position they somewhat impede his progress, and bringing up the rear, the place of greatest danger, comes Tiger Lily, proudly erect, a princess in her own right, she is the most beautiful of dusky Dianas and the belle of the Piccadinnies. Coquettish, cold, and armorous by turns, there is not a brave who would not have the wayward thing to wife. But she stabs off the altar with a hatchet. Observe how they pass over fallen twigs without making the slightest noise. The only sound to be heard is their somewhat heavy breathing. The fact is that they are all a little fat, 
just now after the heavy gorging. But in time, they will work this off. For the moment, however, it constitutes their chief danger. The redskins disappear as they've come, like shadows, and soon their place is taken by the beasts, a great and motley procession. Lions, tigers, bears, and the innumerable smaller savage things that flee from them, for every kind of beast, and more particularly, all the man-eaters, live cheek by jowl on the favored island. Their tongues are hanging out. They are hungry tonight. When they've passed, comes the last figure of all, a gigantic crocodile. We shall see for whom she is presently looking. The crocodile passes, but soon the boys appear again for the procession must continue indefinitely until one of the parties stops or changes its pace, and then quickly they will be on top of each other. All are keeping a sharp lookout in front, but none suspects that the danger may be creeping up from behind. And this shows how real the island was. And that's where we're going to stop tonight. <laughs> around and around they go. I want to know what that crocodile's up to. I think having kind of known the story, I can figure that out. <laughs> All right. That was fun. We're getting to know the characters on the island. Coming up on a Thursday night, we'll finish up Chapter 5, The Island Comes Alive. And uh, the story of, of Peter Pan. A bedtime story for my child. <laughs> Let's go to Neverland. Cool, cool. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me tonight. That was fun. Uh, we got a lot of uh, political commentary, a little fun, a little inspirational things here and there. Don't forget your check engine is light and uh, your check engine lights on and you're just kind of, that's okay. We can make it. No problem. <laughs> I will, uh, <laughs> you're welcome in Toby. Thank you so much and thanks for joining. Please like, subscribe, share the video and uh, we will see you again on Thursday night. Yes, two nights from now. We'll finish up our story and I'll have a whole bunch more of stuff that, uh, that we'll talk about. Until then, folks, thank you so much again for joining. I, I'm Jay Sheldon and for sure, I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.